Live well and live broadly. You are alive and living now. Now is the envy of all of the dead. Okay. Thank you, Emily. in the call and just when the beginning when the ending of the conversation and it's got getting more excited i mean the call with andrew jones ah so this call was another was, was with another yeah DC? i can tell you more okay yeah because i think they have something more than you know that they want to do which is gonna get a lot of interest from the venture money really so. interesting Cool. Okay. Well, I don't want to. Well, maybe we can hit uh, talk about that in a little bit. How are you? How's everything? Good. Good. So yeah, good. stressful as you roll, but yeah, I'm good. Good. You're <laughs> glad to glad to hear you are alive. That's always yeah. Good yeah. Every yeah. Every time you're like Jen is dying, but I'm okay. Yeah. And <laughs> what do you think of what, what do you think of the scratch? Those were the, so that's really interesting. I so I I need to know. Um, so basically, these are sort of the thoughts you've been thinking about around the psychology of social VR. Yes, I, I think those are all related to social, and mm. some of them are the the reason why we need social, and some of them um, are the the case that are social but not in VR, but they have a lot of things that we can learn from the VR. Just um, the the include that in the Chrome. Um, it's a live streaming content platform, just like Periscope, but it have a lot of microtransactions. Mm -hmm. You know, like the people there, and then people just send the money, like Twitch. But even though just the girls sleeping there, but people just send the money like that. Interesting. That yeah, let's. I would definitely want to talk about that. Um, so before we get started, what's the best way to introduce you? I think you can, um, yeah, you can just say outpost because I'm still there. Okay. And 
yeah, outpost capital. But you just say, I, I, I feel weird that you're saying I'm, I'm self as an investor.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? What, are, what, are, why do you feel weird? Um, just yeah, I, I, I feel like because this is my, uh, because I went to the talk before, but I was invited. As a like speaker, but as an investor, but I didn't been there, so I just feel like yeah, maybe this is my first time to show in the public as an investor. So,、mm-hmm. but yeah, but I've been I've been doing the thing as an investor a lot. So, yeah, I just now I just don't know if it's a public thing whether I should be more modest or I just should say that's it. I think that. We sh- you sh-、mm. well, I c- I kind of see. I I I'm trying to understand your apprehension. Are you worried that people are going to? Th- are you, are you? I mean, are, are you?、Uh, mm, I'm still not quite sure what it is that you're worried about. I honestly would, if I if I were you, I'd be like, yeah, she, I'm a I'm a VC. I'm a VC at Outpost Capital. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, like the last time,、mm, I, I'm fine. I'm totally fine because I, I was invited, but to the speaking, I didn't. But yeah, I'm fine. Okay, <laughs> good, good.、Uh, all right. Any questions、uh, for me before we get started? Yeah, I just kind of want to know what's the structure gonna like. Basically,、yeah. you and I are going to talk like friends. <laughs> yeah, it's, sure, sure. It's gonna be. It's basically gonna be a conversation about VR. You and I, you know, the like the kind of the kind of conversations you and I have all the time, except it's gonna be recorded, and I'm going to、uh, show how people how awesome you are. Uh, and publish <laughs> it later on. That's the only, that's the only difference. How long is it gonna be? I'm thinking about、uh, an hour, maybe less than an hour. We'll see.、Um, but、uh, but I think this conversation I want to be on topic. I want to be on the last conversation. So so I'm how I, I think I mentioned to you. I I publish Netflix style, Netflix model. So、mm-hmm. I release the episodes in seasons. So this is、oh. this is season three I'm working on, and it's、oh, yeah. anywhere between eight to ten, twelve episodes. So in the last few episodes that I'm working on this season, I've been like talking a, a lot about other things besides VR. So if I can talk about a lot of VR this episode, that would be awesome. <laughs> Great, <laughs> but、uh, so yeah, you do you want me to come from a VC pr-、uh, perspective or or whatever, just just a free conversation? That's、Because、a really my... good conversation. That's a good, really good question. Here's here's my here's here's why I do this podcast. Why I do this podcast is because ten years from now, when you and I are plugged inside the Matrix, we're gonna ask ourselves, what were we thinking back? <laughs> In 2016, you're basically、um, what I'm asking you is you're basically going to do a podcast for yourself 10 years from now. You're gonna、mm-hmm. wonder like what was what was Jen in 2016 thinking about, and so yeah, I, I think, I'm thinking about the real future. <laughs> good. So let's 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 talk about that, and and it'll be fun.、And、okay, sure. No no pressure. Remember, no one no one listens to this podcast. I'm just kidding. Some people listen, but most people. <laughs> but it's like it's a silly. It's a because here's the thing: the the podcast is not.、Um, I don't advertise, and yeah, I gotcha. And I don't want to be famous. Anyway, let's 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 get started. And should we get started soon? 
Yeah. Perfect. Gotcha. We're going to get yeah. started in three, two, one. You're now listening to Enter VR, the podcast about all things virtual reality, so they say. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm speaking with my really good friend, Jen, Jen Zhao. Um, yeah. Jen. It's Zhao, actually. Yeah. Jen Zhao. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Ooh, hold on, hold on. We got to do this you. one more time, Jen. I want to make sure okay. I say your name <laughs> properly. Okay, I, sure. It's all right. Yeah. Jen. It's, it's uh, Chao. It's like, it's like C I, I I don't know, like, oh. just, just Chao. Oh, oh, Jen Chao. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay, cool. How are you? Good. <laughs> Good. So Jen, you're you're a VC for Outpost Capital, um, and you guys have been investing in VR and other verticals, I believe. I actually haven't don't know if yeah. you guys invest yeah, in can... other things besides VR. Tell me, tell me more. Yeah, sure. I can have a little bit overview. Uh, we invested in the VR content and the film tech. So content company including the way VR like. DJ in VR give you the virtual drug, throw in, throw into a VR rave, and uh, the Kitan Lightning, the esports in VR like baby fighting. It's called Babylon. It's coming out at this March on every PSVR, HTC, and um, whatever like major headset. And also there's a company called the Rogue Initiative. And that one is they uh, more like a Hollywood production house. They collaborating with uh, Michael Bay, those famous director for the short VR experience. They want to bring the VR uh, from the short experience to uh, longer storytelling. So that's their goal. And we also did some investment in upload and um, uh, a film tech called of. Uh, humans and it is a volumetric capturing company it's based in australia and very brilliant deals and pretty much like what hi and uncorporeal system is doing but better and um and also uh one company called Vispy. it's a light field capturing company and very futuristic and now it's in the um, um like more it's a really early investment, so let's see. Yeah. Very interesting. Tell me more about. So it seems like so you guys, uh, the Wave, uh, the guys from Kite and Lightning, Upload. You're, um, you're all over the place. Tell me about the investment, your investment pattern, or sort of like what guides you when you invest in a VR company. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think most of the VC like their mindset is more. Um, it's more they want to invest in things scalable and so what is scalable for me like social is scalable and so that's that's why I'm really like excited about every social company and I talk to some company they doing the table games in VR or they doing the esports competitive modes and things like raw data and those like highly ranking Steam games really excited me. And also things like the way VR, they more like a platform and or things like um, like more music integration, like microdose. So that's that's a thing, really. And thank you for the introduction. That's sure. the thing really, really excites me. Yeah, I can I can tell something more about them because I just finished them talking with them. Oh, sweet, and, sweet, sweet. Yeah, yeah. They, 
the reason why I really get excited for it because they have the great visual, really compelling, and they have their fan base. And what they are going to do right now is uh, they wanna um, they are develop they have the multiplayer version, and they wanna bring the social social aspects in VR. And also, they are excited about the esports. So they just said, said something really uh, excites me. They want to creating an experience of while you are competing with each other, and you are creating the music. So they have two model. Like one is collaborative music composing, and one is competitive. And maybe you can have ranking in that game and. Just like the uh, first-person shooter shooting game, they are um, shooting each other, have the gunfire sound. But in microdose, maybe you are competing, but you are creating sounds with a great visual. So yeah, that really My, excites me. Microdose and, is amazing. I I just want to say uh, they are basically in my mind creating the tilt brush killer. I I I mean I'm yeah. not. I'm not uh, I'm not one to exaggerate much, but I think that these guys are creating a modest, a modest killer app. <laughs> but yeah, sorry for interrupting. What, what else were you were you saying? Yeah, um, but yeah, but for Michael Dose, I think it's more free will expressing the art, and but for toothbrush, you have more, you have more um, objective and subjective subjective sorry yeah and right so it's different but but microdose is definitely compelling I agree. and um yes and also we uh, we also look at a lot of like technology company like um using the computer power to through the wi-fi to transfer it to the phone to make the performance of the mobile vr better or some inside out position tracking our founding partner Ryan Wang was in invested in the company called Eonite. They are pretty much releasing and excited. Those are uh, we interested in every technology or something like pos um, motion tracking, maybe just from a phone camera or a webcam, so you can have your whole body movement in VR. So. Yeah, we're interested in every perspective about VR can make them entertainment or medical education performance better. Yeah, we're interested in every vertical, but currently we are focused on VR right now. And so quick yeah. question, what specifically, so seeing as in you're in, interested in every vertical, what specifically do you find in a company that says, you know what, these guys I want to invest in? What, what is it about a company that makes you want to fund them? Yeah, that's actually really, really simple. Uh, I can see, I can tell you more about uh, the way VR. I think maybe most of the guys working VR, they might know the great team led by Adam, Aaron, and they are working on a DJ platform in VR. Yep. And I talked to Adam, like just when I talk about the entrepreneurial spirit of, the, of him, and he was like, yeah, I didn't. So I think, yeah, for me, the personality is really, really important. That's the first thing. 
and a little side story. And I just went to the social capital last week, and I met the investor who invested in uh, Kitent Lightning, and he is he's like. Uh, VR is too early for us. We don't do VR anymore. But he's he's looking. But he's but I I'm like yeah. Why why do you invest in in Kaiten Lightning guys? And he he said just the people I really like them and I want to be supportive. I think the relation, especially the relationship between the VC and entrepreneur, once it is a really good match, the the partner gonna help them. Entrepreneur along the way, no matter what's happened, and as long as they are a good match, and that's the that the human relationship is the most great power that can help you to move the startup. Great, and and uh, and also the strong team. So, like, if you already in this game industry for ten years, you can talk to. Um, a lot of people. If you have concern, have question, you might want to do your media release. You can have your strong power to do them um, to help your own startup. If you already have that industry experience, and you can, if you want to maybe do the AI integration, or you want to talk about the people who's doing the real human capture to integrate in your VR experience. So you just. You just can easily get to reach them and then get the best advice, and they、uh, through the ten or twenty plus years of experience in the game industry, they can they know the group, they know the good group. They can select them to be together and more productive. And yeah, that's that's what yeah me personally is really, really highly value. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so I'm gonna pivot a little bit and ask you about something you mentioned earlier, and you、yeah. were talking about esports. It seems like you're really interested in esports, and I want to know why. Yeah, yeah, I am really because,、um, like in China right now, and it's a really interesting phenomenon because one of the richest、um, man, his his boy, is invests a lot of money. Like it's called One Da Group. And he invested a lot of money in esports right now, and everybody's like, "Wow, esports like,、um, it, it's a bloom right now." And the reason why because they have uh, it's a multiplayer game, and the audience can have a lot of interaction with the players, and the players have a lot of the feeling of the presence of the audience. Which means so there's a, because I was I told you earlier I was studying the social psychology, and one of the theory really really interest because everybody care about the presence of the others, yeah maybe so the presence of a a person yeah presence you okay yeah 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 that's 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 why I mentioned earlier uh there's a platform. In China, like really popular, that people can get two hundred million per year just in revenue, and that that platform called Inke Y I N G K E. And you said two hundred、uh, million. Is this RMB? Um, no dollar. <laughs> so, so, so this company In Inke makes this platform, and they are valued at 
or they are making two hundred million dollars a year. Oh no,、uh, the people, the single people, they can get the revenue. If yeah, they pretty much like Twitch, like Twitch,、mm-hmm. people is streaming there, and the the audience can give the money to the streamer. The viewer can give a lot of micro transactions, and the reason why is the the viewer have the feeling of presence of the others. Like there's 100k people watching,、um, maybe a star, maybe a girl, and they just give the money to the girl because the girl gonna say thank you to you, and or even the girl is sleeping, and you still in that like there's an example of a girl was sleeping because she's too tired after playing the game, and then there's 100k people. Just in there, they didn't quit. Just see the girl sleeping, and it's really weird. The people don't understand, but it totally can be explained by the presence because the、uh, presence, the other people, is、um, the viewer knows there's 100k people with them to see that girl. That's the that's the like the human nature thing. They just need to be in a group. They just need to feel each other, and then when you talk. You can get the response from the other viewers, even though the streamer is not talking. So, that's that's like a similar thing with the esports. So,、um, so let me try to understand. So basically,、um, and I'm I'm I, I I I feel like this is a big thing in China.、Uh, I've been talking to other VCs and other、uh, people who are well informed about how big this this ma- market or this industry actually is. Um, and what I'm trying to understand is that you're saying that the same group psychology that is happening in that scenario, in that world, in that industry,、mm-hmm. can be applied to VR. Yeah, yeah, and, through and actually, yeah, it actually can strengthen、uh, because you have that environment. You have the VR environment can make you more. Compelling can make you, you feel that you are in that environment, especially with the technology of the spatial audio, also the facial expressions、um, integration. So you can feel that people is talking to, even though the the it's、um, maybe maybe just um um avatar a monster sitting beside you, but if you No, this is your friend. You can hear his voice. Just、uh, try the demo of the visual, visual.、Uh, yeah, you can totally feel that your friend is with you, and it's it's a compelling way. It's much more compelling, and then you can transfer different spaces, which is really cool. Yeah.、Mm, I'm still trying to understand、mm-hmm. why this, how this would translate over to VR. Because here's the thing, I, so the, the reason, so I've I've seen so my girlfriend watches a lot of these like、um, YouTube celebrities that shoot、yeah. videos, and the difference between them and the people、mm-hmm. who sort of live stream themselves、mm-hmm. isn't that isn't isn't there's not that much difference. The only thing is is in the, is that in their production quality or in basically the sort of assets that they have. I mean, if this if 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 what you're saying. 
um, could be transferred over VR. What, is, what does this world look like? Is this like an alt space? Or is this like a, a like an RPG world where like people come over and greet each other? Um, yeah, it's gonna be more like the user-generated content, like uh, Vreal and like Roblox and or or just um, like what Kite Lightning is doing. As a viewer, you can interact with the fighters in that arena. And that's, yeah, that's how it transformed, as you said. But so the reason why I want to talk a lot about Inco is because it have a lot of monetization mode, which they are already using in 2D screen. But I didn't see a lot of people, like, I didn't see a lot of business plans is um, demonstrating they want to integrate that kind of micro transaction in VR yet. But I just talked to uh, Robert, the head of content in Oculus, and he was saying there's a lot of, uh, there's there's a few. Uh, uh, they already released um, the SDK for the in-app purchase, and there's some of the experiences working on that. And yeah, it's it's excited to me, and they sometimes they can work cross platform. One of the experience they release it on the web, and they can get the microtransaction through the web in the other payment system. But they can also put it on Oculus and get the microtransaction money in the Oculus store. So before yeah, we that's... talk about, uh, so I actually want to, I actually want to ask you a little bit more about China before we talk more <laughs> about microtransactions and monetization. Right? Although I really do want to talk about monetization because it's a big, really big deal. But yeah. I keep hearing a lot about um, what's happening in China, and I sort of want to get um, sort of your thoughts and your opinions on what the VR landscape looks like in China. Do you have any any ideas or thoughts to share? Yeah, sure. And uh, for me, uh, what I'm really excited right now is there's 6,000 location-based entertainment already there. And there have a lot of different distribution lines, the major ones and smaller ones. Those, um, and they have the, uh, the reason why there are so many location-based entertainment, because the... Uh, consumer behavior in China is different. You can, you know, there's a lot of internet cafe. There's a lot of karaoke. Um, like people go to cinemas to hang out. And the deep reason, like the economic reason behind the internet cafe, just maybe because it have a lot of um, some of the family can't afford the powerful computer in in home computer before and then they just go out to gather to play the counter strike league of legends those uh, those like multiplayer game require the communication and that's why and after that they and every people are having fun in internet cafe because they can talk directly to their teammates to to competing with the other team and to be more collaborative. And that's why, because every every game is different because like every every um, t- 
time you play the game, the story gonna be different, and the interaction with your friends gonna be different, and your friendship with your friend gonna be tightened after you have that interaction. Especially you are、um, like being together, and so that's why I think I'm really excited about the multiplayer in the location-based market. And there's there's a lot of reasons, and one reason is,、uh, the, like there's a lot of reason I'm excited about location-based entertainment. Like one is the apparently there's lack of content in China markets right now. They have a lot of location-based entertainment, but、uh, and they have a lot of different design of the hardware, just like the spaceship or the motorcycle, but the content's not that good. And the other one is the mass adoption can't really like quickly taking off in China market because it's the especially the high end headset. It's require more like more mature. The consumer gonna wait up to enough time to get more content or、uh, the killer app. The waiting for them, especially for the gamers. That's willing to pay that headset. They they are waiting for the、um, the highly replay rate game, maybe like League of Legends, to to buy that. And th-、uh, third is、um, it's have a lot of like as I mentioned, it's have a lot of social interaction, like karaoke and and the、uh, table game. There's also have a lot of table game and. Uh, escape the room experience, and I see a lot of I see some company doing the escape the room like sculpture, and we saw that day. It's really great. Is if it have multi multiplayer version, and and also、uh, it's the multiplayer is hard for them.、Uh, th- there's actually the sad thing is a lot of pirating happening there. The the Uh, the people who running the location-based entertainment, they just download the、uh, the experience from the Steam, and then they just resell it maybe 100 times, just paid once to the customers. So it's pirating. But if it is a multiplayer game, it's hard to pirating because they have to matchmaking with that six people.、Uh, like yeah,、uh, right. That's that's some of the thing. Like especially for the entertainment, location-based entertainment excites me. You, And so,、mm-hmm. so, so just this random thought. Sorry, interrupted, but like, if、yeah. you had told me three years ago that there would be six thousand VR arcades in China, I would have been like, "Get the fuck out of here! What are you? What are you? What is wrong?" I know,、you? right? What is? What is? The scale is insane. Six thousand in two thousand sixteen. And here's the thing about about the first thought that this brings up to me、mm-hmm. is how will the market for content look like in China versus in other places where these arcades aren't as predominant? What I'm saying is the appetite for storytelling experiences. The appetite for more meditative experiences, for more relaxing VR experiences,、mm-hmm. won't be as will might might be different in China because they're so they they might get so used to VR being all about that dopamine, you know, getting in there, shoot,、mm-hmm. shoot, shoot, run, 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 play, 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 fast, you know, get that that dopamine fix as fast as you can, and so there's no there's no ten, there's no time to play a game that is more relaxing, it has a, a slower pace, maybe. 
I mean, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think? Do you think that the, 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 the such a prevail, prevalence of uh, arcades in China will st sort of dwarf the appetite for content over there? Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty great. Yeah, that's a pretty great thought. I haven't think about this because I think too many about monetization. Think about esports, and yeah, I think those those kind of game can mostly for home base, and the people who's paying, um, like approximately twenty dollar on five minutes or ten minutes like that. And then you you are expecting a lot of strong visual effects. You want to spend that $20 really effectively. So that's why they, they, they might not want to have some meditation experience to spend $20 in that. But it definitely can have market in, in home. But yeah, it's, it's a good I haven't think about that yet. Yeah, no, and, and, and it might be a completely wrong thought. You know, it's just, I'm just co completely, I might be completely wrong. It might not have, it might have zero effect. <laughs> but mm -hmm. frankly, it's the, the number is outstanding. I want to ask you more yeah. about monetization. Um, t tell me, tell me about like, what are, what do you think is the wrong way to go with monetization? Uh, with 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 a with your VR app or with your VR company right now, if you were to give advice to entrepreneurs who might be listening to this podcast, you know what is the worst thing that they can do in the realm of monetization? I know some of the company is doing a lot of like, uh, but I didn't see it coming out. But I see a lot of company trying to creating their. Uh, I I don't like the idea of platform. I don't like the idea of you wanna you wanna uh, integrate everything all together, and I see some business plans like that. They wanna so the thing they wanna do is to competing with the Steam, to competing with the Oculus, and they they might like their exit idea might wanna get acquired, but if you have that time and energy, why don't you? work on something more aggressive and maybe it could be a platform but it shouldn't be a platform of have every content have the 360 videos have the um advertising vr experience have the games or maybe medical you you should be more focused you should have your point of how can you stand out into that competitive VR market yeah and where, where does, so, sorry this you, you said something really good and I want to I want to I'm sorry for interrupting I have questions for you as we go along yeah, if, sure. if that's okay yeah sure. um, where does that lack of focus come from you know why is it that VR companies uh, start start looking for all these different things to do and and, and sort of forget what it is or and they end up wind up forgetting what it is that they were good at in the first place you know why do you think that happens um it's actually reminds me of the chinese chinese mindset i don't i don't need like i shouldn't say that a chinese mindset like monetization mindset because uh like in terms of chinese in terms of the hardware company you can see there's a lot of uh, tons of hmd and uh, tons of location-based different designs of the location-based entertainment. 
The reason why, because they have cash flow and they can get their customer today and then they can just have the positive cash flow maybe after three months. But just there uh, and same with the platform, you might can have a lot of chance to get more advertisement through that. But just just my wish, I just feel like the the whole VR landscape is not aggressive enough because I see some company doing the PowerPoint in VR, but it, why the PowerPoint still should be them as the spatial as the 2D ones? Why it shouldn't? Why just like uh, I know there's um, uh, there is a, a PowerPoint called Prezi. It's a website, but it provides you the different way of doing the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. You can. Have you heard of Prezi? P-R-E-Z-I. First time I hear of it. Oh my God, that's crazy. I learned that in, <laughs> yeah. So like you can transform from one slide to another slide, just use the zoom in and zoom out. So you maybe I am showing you a picture of a, um, of, of a swan in the lake. And then next slide, I'm going to zoom in the eye of that swan and then you can see my next slide i think something like that revolutionary user interface and user experience should be happen in vr but i haven't seen it yet i i heard something i heard people um pitch to me was talking about we are doing a new user experience of the uh, web vr we are using a lot of that and then I see it it's just um normal design it's just nothing more than a 2d it's it it doesn't there yet you didn't utilize the spatial possibility of the VR gave you because you um you you as the 2d screen you can't get into the depth but in VR you you have a lot of possibility you have a lot of verticals in that round, you can get into the depth, you can go further, you can have a lot of maybe revolutionary, just something like zoom in, something like at Alice in Wonderland, you can get into different uh, details, and then you explore the new thing. So yeah, that's just one thing that I really want to see about them, how people, I just want to see more aggressive user case use case in vr give me an example of what 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 is a company that right now is doing aggressive what what, that is being at the the sort of aggressive ideal aggressiveness that you that you that you were speaking about oh yeah uh there's a company called the future group they uh they are using one open world and they integrate that intellectual property into different um into different devices the phone vr the maybe the commercial screen on Times square and the computer they do the transmedia storytelling and you basically you you are merging the uh the story and the, the, you are merging your real life with a virtual life 
in that way. Because in whichever technology you can see, or maybe it can have the hologram later. So I feel like that is aggressive, and I I totally can feel the power of the intellectual property from from Pokemon Go, and the power like the power of Marvel. You can when when you and the power of Disney. You just once you see that character, you just feel I might wanna. Not only play with it, I want to experience his world, like the power of、uh, League of Legends, the power of Harry Potter, and the Lord of the Ring. Those are really, really strong IPs. I want to see something like you, maybe just using one IP, but you are、um, emerging different aspects of the life. That's aggressive because that's really expensive and really kind of risky. But if you already have some IP. It's already there. Maybe it should. It do not need to be a really, a really、um, expensive IP. You maybe do not need to buy it from Marvel. I know some company that were doing the、uh, web VR experience. They just get that,、um, just get the secondary, not the top tier, the second tier,、um, the the IPs into that, and then. The people notice. Oh, I see that cartoon when I was five. So yeah, I know this. And then it you put it into VR, you have the different perspective of the experience of what you saw when you were at five. Right. I like something like that. More, more、um, multi-platform, more immersive storytelling. It's like something beyond the VR, but you can start with the VR. Something like you are creating something in the mobile phone, and you can when you put on the headset, you can see as um just like Clash of Titan, maybe you are a small character on your phone, and then you put on the headset, you are walking through the city you built, and yeah, like that. You've uh you've hit up you hit up you hit up on a lot of things, and I'm gonna try to hit them up one by one, okay. <laughs> Talk about、uh, creating experiences using popular、uh, intellectual property like Marvel, like Pokemon, so on and so forth. And here's the thing: that you're you're right in that it's extremely expensive and extremely risky for Disney、uh, to or 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 Pokemon or Nintendo to put their IP out there on the line、um, in the hands of some random indie studio. But here's the thing, I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen.、Um, yeah. Developers, when the first when the Rift first started coming out, were、mm -hmm. creating by themselves on their own. They didn't need anyone's permission. They went on to create their own.、Um, so, for example, there was this one guy who created、mm -hmm. the Star Wars trench run、um, from、yeah. the Empire or from、uh, A New Hope, and 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 that. French Run、uh, demo was so well created, and it was really, a really,、mm -hmm. really good way of capturing what that scene, that that really、uh, famous scene in the Star Wars movie was like. That the guy got hired、mm -hmm. by Oculus. And oh then, yeah. Yeah, and and then there was and and here's the thing he he took the risk on creating something for free. Yeah. Um, got all this nor notoriety, and、mm -hmm. uh, and and wound up with a VR job. Um, there was another、right. guy 
whom created this thing called Pokemon VR. And oh, yeah. later on, um, this guy became the... I mean, he was all over the place with creating. He was doing his own experiences. And what he would say, he's like, all right, what is it that what is it that I would want to be in? What is it that I would want to see? Well, I want to see Optimus Prime in VR. I want to see the Matrix in VR. I want to be a Pokemon uh -huh. trainer in VR. And uh -huh. this guy ends up being the director of... Um, well, now he works for the VR fund. His name is Tipitat. But this is okay. this is what happens. Like these are these yeah. are these are like examples of people who are taking advantage of already uh, uh, popular IP, putting something nice together, giving it out for free. They get this nor notoriety. But I don't know if that 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 helps individuals. But how does how can that help a company? Do you think is there any way a company can go about a small studio can try to create something for free just to show just to show like look what we can do, look what we can do. And then not get sued. Can they avoid not get sued? And then, <laughs> and then later on create something on their own that would uh, they would make money with, but they would have that, you know, that portfolio. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I talked to some of the company. They are not, like, doing that illegally. They just get, uh, get the deal with uh, Fox, with Disney. They, some, they have a lot of intellectual properties. It's not being used. They just abandon some of the intellectual properties are really not not expensive at all, and you just can have the uh, the VR version of it. You just need to talk to them, and and you you don't need to make it as a legal one. And also, um, I like the idea of the table game. And there's a bunch of table games out there, and those are mature. They have established players already, and they also have the social function. So yeah, that's what really excites me. And you, those are things. Really mm -hmm. quick question about the table games. Hold hold that thought. I'm sorry for being so rude and interrupting, but yeah, but, no, it's alright. Totally, it's fine. But yeah. tell me about um, what do you think in in the realm of table games? This is the thing that I'm struggling with. Like, who, why would I want to play a table game with a VR headset by myself? Um, where no, I can instead, you're not by yourself. Well, <laughs> I, I, you're good. You're good. I know what you're doing. You know what you're doing there, but no, you're, you are physically in me space by yourself. But, but, but like the devil's advocate would be like, someone would say, well, look, you know, you could be playing table games in your living room by yourself. Obviously, you wouldn't because you wouldn't be in VR, but but you know when when you could do that with ar instead you know? mm -hmm. how, yeah and this is the question you know like the, the question is how do you know whether you're investing in something um in v, in the wrong medium where you know maybe maybe v, maybe porn isn't meant to be viewed in vr guys maybe it's viewed, meant to be viewed in AR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I, don't, I, I actually don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, you have, you have higher user right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, you know, you know, what do you think about that sort of like that, con is that, that conundrum, that dilemma of like, what would be better for a particular product, an AR or VR interface? Uh, I think most of the, in terms of the game assets, it can be easily transferred into a VR uh, and from VR to AR. 
But in terms of the game cultivation and the game mechanic design, it's gonna require especially technology sides need more AR. Yeah, but for us, because the AR headset is not taking off yet, but the consumer the consumer version of the VR headset is playable. People can like you can stay there that long, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the record. So. Yeah, that's that's the reason why we started to look at. There's no like AR specialized phone because there's even no good use cases out there. But there's definitely. I think what we are doing right now, like the software company that we invested right now, the content companies, they have the potential of transfer into the AR world, and they they are in that com- community already and. Yeah, I feel it's yeah, it's it's not a, a really hard problem from VR to AR for us because we don't invest in the hardware. We highly like just like Andres and they only invest in software and the platform. Interesting. So it's bef- so what was what was your second thought uh, in tabletop gaming before I derailed your train? Uh yeah, the table game because it's it it is multiplayer and it's social and people that that was a theory I want to tell you but I didn't tell you before is about every oh that's actually quoted from uh, Ryan Wong our founding partner and he, he quoted from somewhere I forgot but it's about every human was in the cave before and. People sharing the experience with a sister, mother, father, the neighbor—they live together. But the modern society separates each other into different cells, into buildings, small rooms, bedrooms. And then what what we are doing right now is using the network, like Facebook, social network, to rebond us together. And then we can interact. We can feel like we are linked to the world. All the time, we are not being for, forgotten like that. So that's where the other's presence, like I was saying before, mm-hmm. functioned. And the things like table game, things like esports, things like platform, the DJ, the rave, those experiences bond the viewers and the players all together. They can have fun. They just they didn't. They maybe. They achieve something um, unconsciously about that social bond, without like even without um, it. It is a fun game, but it also make yourself more safe, make yourself more more just feeling you are there. I'm with the people. I'm fine. If it is in VR, it's gonna be more compelling because you're gonna feel like your friend is really with you right now, even though you you are. In different cities, different planets. So, yeah, and and table games is yeah because it can have battle like better visual effects. Just uh, one of the game I really like called Betrayal in the um, in the mountain on the hill, something like that. It's really fun because the the uh, the enemy can flip the floor. One of the gameplay is the enemy gonna destroy you by flipping the floor of your room, but it can't be realized in real life. I know one of the 
uh, one of my friends, he's creating the real life experience of that table game. Just they rented three thousand square meter to in to uh, imitate that game environment, table game environment. But it will be much better, have better visual effects in the if it is a really good IP already. It's um, it's worth the risk and the investment and the money to do that to make it as a VR game. You play with your friends and then you enter that 2D world in VR. It's do, fun. Do you fear that, for example, we, we might get a poisoning the well effect with VR, for example? So what I'm saying is um, there's, a common, there's a common saying that people say, oh, just, just skip the movie. Or, you know, if you already read the book of some particular story, just skip the movie. You know, you don't need to watch the movie. Oh, the book was yeah. better than the movie. What do you think about um, VR experiences? Could we end up in a in a scenario where people, you know, where 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 people uh, development team creates Monopoly VR, for example? Mm-hmm. And, I Nep- think it, yeah. and Monopoly VR sucks. It just sucks. And so what ends up happening is people sort of start putting together that you know what I'm just going to stick to the real world board games. Or tabletop games because this one experience with VR um, poisoned the well for me. You know what? What is that? What are your thoughts on that? What do you think can be done? Yeah, I know, but I feel it's it's not a really big thing because um, you see the the book is still there. The TV, the showing up of the TV, the film isn't substitute the book, and the showing up the game, the digital game isn't substitute about the um, the film. So every new media coming out, the old media is still there, and the people are still reading newspapers now. And every people have different appetites. But I do know there's a theory about the the more the people addictive to VR, maybe you have less power in the real world. That's what was my research like last year. I feel like it's interesting because you might can get if when the VR is in a really great, like a great high fidelity, and then you just feel like you want to be there. You have a lot of fulfillment there, and you lose the real power in the real life because you spend less time. Yeah, but it's it's in it's interesting, but it's still long way to go. But as an entertainment instrument i don't think it's gonna really bad in that way you just yeah Hmm. let me ask you i think one of the things that i was trying to hit on uh was basically the you know it seems to me that we have to explore new analogies for ui now Um, yeah in the 2d 2d era um you know, if you wanted to save something, it, it like the, you had a 2D icon of a floppy disk. Um, if you wanted to print something, it has like a little 2D icon of a printer, and it, it that works. And I think something you were talking about earlier, you were you were yeah. um, you didn't like was that basically VR studios or teams were taking 2D elements and then and then trying to cheat, you know, yeah. by just sort of pasting them. Uh, yeah. On a on a in a in a volumetric sort of experience. Yeah. And so basically, what I'm asking is to you, what mm-hmm. is good practices? What is what is the opposite of that? What 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 does it look like when a when a when a 
when a VR team or developer is really taking advantage of uh, the volume, uh, the, the volumetric interface? Uh, you mean one of the good, ex um, yeah, I know uh, there's a French team called, um, they're creating the experience La Ferry, La Paris. Yes, uh, Inner Space. Yeah, they were creating. They're creating something like Alice in Wonderland. You add them, you add the player. You are manipulating the the room. There's a box, and then you with with your interaction, you are you are change the environment of yourself. So there's there's something. The room is the smaller version of your room right now. So you are uh, interact and then something like that. Like it's fundamentally revolutionary theory, like um, practice. Can you stand? Can you understand that? The how does it work? To explain it to me yeah. again. I, I, I'm still trying yeah. to wrap my mind like, around it. Yeah, yeah. So like you are in the maybe you are in the box and then uh, you oh you see a box in front of you. And you are trying to open the, open the open the, uh, the box, and then when you open it, and then you feel, uh, the cover on top of you is opened because you are, like, doing the simulation of the same thing that you are doing, with the box in front of you. Oh, so like, yeah, right, right. So like something like that. It can't be used on the 2D environment, right? Yeah. It's more. It's more of from um, gaming entertainment experience, but I I feel like something like fundamentally change the interface is fun. Yeah, it's definitely very early for all of this interface design and human computer interaction when it comes to volumetric volumetric interfaces. Let me ask you about. Uh, let me go back to esports because I want to know what you think are what do you think is going to be the relationship between esports and virtual reality going forward? What does it look like right now, and how do you think it's going to develop in the future? Yeah, one of the esports company that I'm really familiar with is Kite and Lightning, and they have the open world. They have a lot of game level design. They have spectator mode. They have. Um, competitors fighting with each other yeah and uh and uh something like platform maybe something like the way we are they can also have the esports function they can have a lot of like the different decoration and of the of the people of the avatar and you can uh cheer the DJ that you really like by sending them money and the DJ can change the environment by purchase more special effects in that way you might want to give more cheer like give more reward to the DJ that give you the visual effects and something like um, so maybe in the esports maybe you um, achieve a really great visual effects and you can maybe make the whole world like a new clear explore, explorer. And you, when it's in a 2D screen, you just feel, oh yeah, it's explore. But if it is a, if it is a VR environment, you feel 
you explore the road or you give the lightning to the road and then you feel the power because it's in VR and then you might can willing to give more money do the microtransaction to to just do the self-expression like so, that so so when i think of esports i i i i tend to associate esports with star trek star star trek starcraft tournaments mm -hmm. or uh, league of legend tournaments yes. um, and lately i've been associating with with overwatch um and 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 in when I think about these games, I think about teams of people going out to a stadium full of, full of you know mm -hmm. giant crowds, yeah. and and I don't see that equivalent you know content happening for VR. You see what I'm saying? I don't see a I don't yeah. see an Overwatch of VR where people are. And maybe it's super early. Yeah, super yeah, early. Uh, yeah. That's what I was saying. The Cat Lightning is really interesting. They have the the baby fighting game. Mm -hmm. So, as um as a player, you are baby because you it threw you back to, um, you you have the power of immortal because, but you have to stay as a baby shape. That's your sacrifice. But <laughs> yeah, and but you can have have your design you can wearing the diamonds and you can uh, have the mustache and you can have the tattoos all over the body we're wearing like a gangster so you can be um adult giant not giant um, an adult infant baby so all the other babies so it's it's yeah you know one thing that i um so one thing that i hope we see in the future um, yeah. Again, I'm, 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 I'm very, I'm being very hopeful. I hope that we c create the mixture, the hybrid of an, an esport and a real sport with VR, because I feel like the one thing that we can take advantage of now is that I don't, you know, and the reason why I'm not particularly interested in esports, like tournaments, like StarCraft tournaments, like I would, I, I don't think I would enjoy watching it live personally, just because mm -hmm. I there's. I'm just watching a dude look at a screen, you know, and, and obviously, you know, this this is the height of, you know, entertainment for others. And, and, and I totally get it. But like, but but what I'm saying is people who work out physically um, could exercise or play new forms of games wearing head mounted displays and, mm -hmm. and you can have a display of human physical mm -hmm. ability combined mm -hmm. with with uh in a vr game and i think that would yep. be amazing but i don't think i don't right. know if you've heard, have you heard of anybody doing something like that or even you know uh just like maybe boxing like that holy shit yeah. that'd be crazy boxing with a yeah. headset on <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there does yeah yeah there does have experience like that and the people outside the boxing world got hit by the people on the headset Oh, okay, but it's, but it's yeah. but it's not like for example, it's not, it's not like yeah. you put on a headset, I put on a headset, and oh, we yeah. box, both box each other. No, it's like oh yeah, oh yeah, it is right. Yeah, that should be have competitive elements in it later. Yeah, right. yeah, things like that definitely should be happen, and so that's why every time I talk to the content company and they're really great, great visual design, great gamification design. And I'm, I'm like, do you do any, do you have any multiplayer plans? And yeah, just I'm highly 
interesting and highly believe in the multiplayer. So as long as it it is a multiplayer, it have some some meaning of esports already, yeah. right? But that would be so much better if you have the spectator mode. That's that's fantastic, yeah. and the spectator can interact with you just like the team of people play the League of Legends in the game, and maybe spectator can in some way interact with them. But yeah, that, that that's fun. That's a lot of sounds over there. And I also want to talk about the, um, the sandbox games. Because for me, it have a lot of possibilities. You can create anything. Things like we've been through Burning Man. So what if there's something like Burning Man happen in VR and everybody is doing the collaborative art and it is an open world. It is a sandbox. You can it, you can have your camp, and your camp is your art piece. You are collaborating with your friends together, and then the people come to visit in VR, and then they can maybe donate. They can put more interesting piece on that objects, and they can have a totally whole new art experience in that world. And that's fun. And also, the microtransaction can open, open like also happening there. If you create some really great like in in the toothbrush or in the medium, you got that you got that thing, and then you wanna sell it to people because people feel like I wanna use it and in my art piece. Like yeah, things like that like really excites me. The different layer of an art. But more collaborative and also have a lot of transaction, and maybe they can use blockchain as the transaction thing. Yeah. Do you know who? And so do you know? I, I, Jen, I'm gonna tell you, the mm -hmm. best, the greatest sandbox that has ever been created for virtual reality. Are you ready? Yeah. Google VR. Oh yeah. If you turn Google Earth. VR. So I didn't. I, so yeah. what I meant is Google Earth VR, the, yeah, the yeah, experience yeah, into a sandbox. Yeah. And they integrate Tilt Brush, yeah. where I can graffiti the fuck out of you know the real world with 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 my friends in a yeah, sandbox. Yeah, I, I, I know, right? And and here's the thing: Google, sell me property in Google Earth VR. <laughs> sell me property. I will buy property in Google Earth VR if if you, <laughs> and, and tie it to like you know, and it'd be great. It would be like my own personal it would be like a little real estate boom if, if they yeah. start selling real estate um, yeah they can have so many like monetization mode in that because it's the real life and the consumer living in the real life you can design your different um commercial maybe more futuristic commercial in that experience yeah totally so I want to start bringing things down to a close. I'm going to ask you the last couple questions, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Tell me about what do you think about AI and virtual reality? Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. I know uh, the Limitless VR based in Seattle, X Bungie, X Pixel, they are... Um, they were exploring the AI and you can talk to the character, the, uh, the Gary that sequel and yeah but it's it's a little bit like yeah i just feel like um, why not more of that happening because you are basically talking to that character in the virtual world 
it's yeah, it's gonna be fun if I see more of that happening. You can maybe talk to the um, the sex things like cosmic trip, and it it have the the little robot follow you. You can talk to the robot maybe in some way, and so and also there's different ways of integrate the AI of uh, like the human scanning. You are using the deep learning. You just scan the like what Open is doing. You scan the first uh, scan some of the body, and then the deep learning can help you to integrate the uh, the the other part of the human body, and you just make it easier and quicker to do the body capturing. And also uh, the company called uh, Machine Soul Machines based in, uh, is a pivot from the University of Auckland. They were using the AI to do the uh, facial expression integration and you do more interact with the, with, with the character, like face to face and the character can talk to you back with, with the facial expression. Yeah, something like that's really exciting. Yeah. I can't wait for virtual reality chatbots. Yeah, that, you know, I I can I can have like a, a simple AI conversation porn. with a, in AI AI porn, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, because that's the way AI is gonna solve overpopulation. It's gonna make us fall in love with it, and all of a sudden, people are gonna be like, "Well, what the fuck do I want to go date this human?" You know, they they, they, yeah. they defecate, they cry, they 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 get scared, they're they're silly, mm -hmm. you know. Like I, the movie Her, right? Like the movie Her, and yeah. that's how humanity goes out with a whimper, not mm -hmm. a bang. So mm -hmm. um, that's a really good way of saying it. You know, AI and VR, why not more? And mm -hmm. it's a really good question. What, do you, what are your theories? Why is there not much more movement with AI and VR? It just makes so much more sense. Uh, just for now, as a, as a standpoint from the startup, you mean why there's not coming up because yeah, yeah. why why is it that it's not exploding you know why don't we we're not seeing vr and artificial intelligence startups merging together or uh, working together more for me i i kind of want to know more reason but for me it's it i know it's high burning rate at the startup it's hard for them to survive with a high development fee of them integrating really too hot technology altogether and how can they manage it well and especially the consumer version is not exposed yet and the ai you like mostly for like it is a chat box it's mostly for consumer and this market has not taken off yet if you have a vi vr ai startup like that it's hard to survive like yeah it's it's a lot of timing things going on so i think that's part of the reason why yeah i think that sounds like a reasonable reasonable theory i'm gonna go with that all right jen um, last last question yeah what is the thing that gives you the most hope and the most fear uh, about virtual reality most hope uh yeah i like i'm always chasing after the ultimate entertainment like as i said in my twitter account yeah i can promote it by the way like jam in vr <laughs> jam literally jam and so yeah i want to see more better visual effects in vr 
and yeah i my hope is i want to discover the maybe maybe the real world is in vr just like singularity and i want to see more revolutionary products like and also i'm really like the idea of the education in VR and medical in VR, like what Vivivision is doing, like also those excited medical startup and education startup, like they doing the education for the uh, primary school students to use the patterns and to use the easy to like more easy way to let people to remember and to do that again to just remember it and um yeah and what's my fear i don't i don't really have fear yet because it's not aggressive enough so when 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 you don't have fear you just go ahead so yeah i don't want to have fear <laughs> all right all right well that's good um well, okay, so this this brought up a, a, another question. I'm sorry, I got to keep you on for another minute. I got another yeah, question for you. Yeah, totally fine. What I'm is it? <laughs> what is it? Um, what is it that it would take for VR arcades to take off in the U.S.? Uh, could they ever um, take off like they did? It? I mean, actually, I, I can't. I can't even imagine if they could ever take off like they've done in China. But like, what would it take for VR's VR arcades to come back in the U.S.? Do you think? It's actually not hard because there's a lot of the game arcade around here. You just and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cafe and there's a lot of shopping malls. There's oh places out there. I know some of the startups is working on at um, some of them. One of them called Awesome Rocket Ship. They were showing up in the uh, they based in LA and they uh, are talking with a lot of content companies. And what they want, want to do is put the machine out there, design it well, and to attract more audience. It's it's easy to take off here because it have better content and it have easier way to communicate with the game developers here. And also, I see really really interesting startup called uh, uh, it's providing the um, the bus and running around San Francisco. And mostly in the downtown, I guess, and uh, in the hotel Zinta, uh, Zinta, and that one, they just have a bus, and then they have the um, seat get out, get out of the seat, and then put the headset in the bus, and it's movable. So I was thinking about like some travel with a VR or AR headset. You and I saw one of them really interesting bus tour bus in New York City. It's have the whole like the one side of the car is all glass and every people sitting in the same direction lo looking outside. And what if it's integrated the AR? What if the glass is have the technology in it? Just like a fear, a startup is working on the the glass with the visual. So yeah, I think that's fun. The the bus gonna be a fun stuff to explore it sounds like, it sounds exciting but i don't i don't know if it's aggressive enough i and i actually think <laughs> i have an idea that is aggressive enough for you um, oh yeah i have sure. an idea for a vr arcade that will actually that'll actually not only bring six thousand 
maybe maybe twenty thousand VR arcades in the U.S. Okay. Oh wow. Well, yeah. And here you want to hear? I, I got this. Thing. Yeah, I, I'm catching it. So so here's here's the idea. You combine VR arcades with marijuana. <laughs> Just in the. And what happens is box. you yeah. come to this VR arcade. Mushroom is better. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe you might. You know, honestly, like, yeah. Why the fuck not? But but here's the thing: weed <laughs> is legal now. So, oh yeah. I, so I know, so that's why, that's why you can, yeah. okay. you can. This is this is why it's a legitimate business right yeah. now because Got in it. California you can yeah. open up a spot in San Francisco. We're like, hey, we're gonna get you high as fuck, and you're gonna play VR, and you're Talk never gonna want to leave. That's Talk with Andrew Jones. Talk with Andrew Jones about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well, I don't want to keep him too distracted from microdose. You know, he got he, he's got to focus on his on his, on his art. But, but no, he's he's excited about location base. You see oh, the yeah? design. Yeah. Well, fuck. Design. Well, they will get high, people high on marijuana. And we'll make them do microdose too. Why not both? I, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's totally the thing. <laughs> Great. Jen, we are evangelists for microdose right now. <laughs> Jen, yeah. what are your last thoughts? Any final thoughts before we bring things to a close? No, no. I just, I just really excited you invited me as here. So I'm and really excited I you always, came along. Yeah, I always enjoy talking to you. You have great tons of energy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I think you are, um, after doing much research exhaustive research i have conclusively concluded that you then are a scholar and lady of virtual reality oh no way yeah. i i have well, so much thing to do to read to learn yeah well well, the, that, well you've gone so far and honestly i'm so impressed with the amount of stuff you shared thanks so much for coming on the show how can people stay in touch and follow what you're doing uh you can find me on facebook Z H E N. C A O and or the Twitter Jam in VR J like Jamstone Jam in VR yeah I think it's easy to remember or my uh, email Jen Z H E N at outpostvc.com um, out O U T P O S T V C dot com yeah perfect Z H yeah Z H E N yeah it, I think it's not hard to Jen VR I'll post. Yeah, I gonna come out. Yeah, I think I think it should be pretty straightforward. And I'll share the links to your email and your the best way to reach you uh, in the show yeah, notes. Sure. Yeah, so sure. So I think that's pretty much it. Jen, thanks so much. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, hug, hug. Hug, hug. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah.